hello and welcome to Rooted Together Podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through His Word, together in a community. This podcast is all about reading God's Word and discussing it together. Now, we are be- about to begin Mark. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you're thinking, wait a minute, we've done Mark before. And, well, you'd be right. We have done Mark before. And we're going back through Mark again. The reason is because I'm following a, a reading plan that goes through the entire New Testament. Now, this podcast will not go through the entire New Testament, but I will be releasing three weeks. So be looking for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We will be releasing three chapters a week. If you want to follow the reading plan that we're on, which will go all the way from Mark to Revelation and kind of bounce around the different books here and there, uh, if you want to do that, check the link in the description. It's part of a blog called Reading Through the Word. There's a reading plan and there's a daily guide to each chapter. And we want to really build a community of people who are reading, understanding, and interpreting, and applying, and responding to God's Word. And we want to do so in the context of community. And there's a comment feature. We want you to comment, what was your highlight? any questions you might have, and some of those questions will likely be addressed on this podcast as well. So again, check out the link in the description to the blog site. Again, all of these blogs are meant to be two to five minute reads. They're very short. They won't be like the podcast, which is about 10 minutes. So with that, let's jump into Mark chapter one. And of course, as we begin our journey through God's word this year, And as we begin this journey through Mark, I think it's a great place to start with the book of Mark because it's short, and it's short with words and with action, and it's action-packed. It happens quickly. Mark also asks and answers a very important question. It's the question that's in the title, who is Jesus? Now, notice one, not who was Jesus, but who is Jesus, because he's still alive today. So as you look at each chapter of Mark throughout the next month, we want to ask these questions. These questions will guide our reading and meditation on Mark. One, what does this chapter say about Jesus's power? Number two, what does this chapter say about Jesus's love for people? Because Mark highlights this. And number three, based on what I have read, how should I respond to Jesus today? And the reason we ask that third question is because we never want to read God's word without meeting Jesus in his word. We don't read God's word to know what it says. We read God's word to know the God who wrote it and to know him in fellowship and friendship and in relationship. So we ask, how am I to respond to what I've just read. So in chapter one, let me give you a brief overview. We see that Jesus is the Christ. That's Mark shoots that right out of the gate. He's not trying to hide Jesus' identity. He's giving you the answer to his question early on. Jesus is the Christ whom all of scripture has looked to and continues to look to. We see that Jesus is baptized and the Father is glorified. He displays perfect obedience to the Father in the wilderness. And again, Mark runs through that. He calls his first disciples with a call that bids them to drop everything 
and we see that Jesus heals with compassion towards people. And he begins to preach a message of repentance and the kingdom of God. And in just chapter 1, we learn so much about who Jesus is, and that's going to be my highlight from verse 1. But we see that he is the Christ, the Son of God. We see that he's baptized, and as he is, he comes up out of the water, and the Father is glorified and speaks, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. And later, that becomes important in later chapters. We see him display perfect obedience to the Father in the wilderness. Whereas Israel will fail, Jesus will succeed. We see as he begins to call those first disciples, they drop everything to follow him. And we see Jesus healing with compassion and teaching with authority and preaching a message that says, repent. Why? Because the kingdom of God is near. So my highlight for chapter 1 maybe I cheated here, was verse 1. Because I think it answers the question, well, who is Jesus? And I think it sets the pace for the rest of this gospel. And it says this, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So let's explain that. Mark told his readers that this was the gospel or good news that has been foretold throughout the Old Testament. It is the good news about Jesus, who is the Messiah, Christ, Redeemer, God's promised king. You see, all the way in the Old Testament, God had promised a king, and all of the Old Testament looks forward to the day where that king arrives on the scene. And Mark is telling you, he's here. It's Jesus. Jesus was the king that the whole Old Testament longed for. Jesus is the Son of God. He is divine. He's not simply mere man. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And the Messiah, of course, had to be the Son of God. He, had, he is divine, fully divine, and yet fully man. This is good news. God's promised king was much more than a fallible human. It was God himself. Jesus is God in human flesh. Mark will reaffirm this point over and over and over again. Throughout the rest of chapter 1, we see that no one is baptized like Jesus. I mean, after all, heaven opened up and God spoke. That doesn't happen every day in every baptism. No one calls people like Jesus. I have to call my child's name repeatedly to get her attention, but when Jesus calls Peter and John, they drop everything to follow him. We see that no one teaches like Jesus taught. He taught with an authority like no one had ever seen, as if he teaches as one who has authority because, well, we know from what he says in verse 1, he does have authority, all authority. He's God after all. No one healed like Jesus healed. I mean, demons obeyed him and sickness fled when he spoke. Why? Because the king is here and he is God in human flesh. This is just the beginning because it is yet to end. You see, the gospel of Mark will end very openly. 
because Jesus's work isn't done. It's carried on through his church, through you and through me. Jesus started something, something big. He initiates, launches the kingdom of God. So let us join. So what are some brief applications? How does what this means meet and match my life? How does it meet me in my context today? One, let me rejoice today in the good news that Jesus is my Savior, and let me never move past that point. Number two, I will tell people around me the good news. If it is good news, after all, we must share it. And number three, do I read about Jesus with a sense of awe? Do I listen to his words with a sense of awe, or is it just, I've heard this before, because when we do that, our heart becomes hardened. Let me read his word with a sense of awe today. And number four, I will follow the way of Jesus. After all, he's calling me. Will I leave everything to follow him today? Now we end with a response, which I always end with a prayer. Father, you have given us good news. You sent the Messiah to free us. You called me to follow you and repent. Let my hands be loosed from earthly things and instead grip tightly that which, I, which can never fade. Lend my ear to hear and act. Let me not simply be amazed but to fully submit to you and your teaching. Amen. I'd like to thank you for listening to Mark chapter 1, and I look forward to joining you in Mark chapter 2 next time. I'll see you there.